I don't know if you've ever gone by uh, an alternative name. We're here this morning to celebrate uh, the dedication of beautiful baby Thaddeus. Uh, I've got a little picture of him up here to get a few R's. Very good. Um, I don't know if he will continue to be Thaddeus or whether it will be shortened to Thad uh, or perhaps TJ. Uh, his middle name's Joel. But for now, he's Thaddeus, uh, which means that he shares a name with one of Jesus' disciples. So uh, Thaddeus was the name of one of Jesus' disciples. But actually, Thaddeus from the Bible had four different names. I don't know if you knew that. Four different names. Uh, as well as the name Thaddeus, there's historical evidence to suggest that he also went by the name Lebaeus. Uh, like that. Uh, but as well as Thaddeus, I'm going to avoid turning, I think, <laughs> doing, the, doing the problem. Uh, as, well as, as well as Thaddeus uh, and Lebaeus, it isn't just those two names. In fact, when you read the list of the disciples as they're given uh, in the Bible, the name Thaddeus is missing entirely from one of those lists. Uh, and that's because they call him by one of his other names. But you're going to have to wait to find out what that name is. I'll leave you in suspense. Uh, first, uh, I want to talk about the name Thaddeus. So Thaddeus, uh, and, and actually the name Lebaeus as well, ha- actually have very similar meanings. Lebaeus means man of heart, and Thaddeus means heart or courage. So the name that Beth uh, and Dave have chosen for their son is not a soft name in any way. It means courage. I don't know what you think of when you hear the word courage. Uh, Perhaps one of these people uh, above. So we've got (laughs) the world's strongest man from last year. Uh, We'll probably be watching the world's strongest man later on today to find out (laughs) who the world's strongest man from this year is. Uh, That's Brian Shaw. Is that firefighter or cowardly lion? Perhaps not so much so. Uh, But a group of people that probably wouldn't come to your mind when you hear the word courage is this group, this next group, which is Jesus' disciples or kind of uh, uh, kind of a picture of a group of people who are pretending to be Jesus' disciples, but (laughs) for now let's call them Jesus' disciples. Uh, Jesus' disciples, particularly Thaddeus, who we actually know very little about in reality. He's not mentioned very much in the Bible at all, but I want to show that along with the other disciples. Okay, uh, if you want to turn in your Bibles with me, we are going to read from Mark chapter 3. And from verse 13, it will come up, uh, it's already there, so you can read from the screen if you like to. And it says this, Uh, Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach, and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. To them he gave the names Boanerges, I don't even know how to pronounce that, I'm not going to (laughs) lie, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. So Jesus' disciples, uh, as they're being called and introduced here in this passage, gave up everything to follow Jesus. They left their homes, they left their families, they left their businesses. 
This was a very big decision for them to take, to follow Jesus, and took great courage. But they didn't lose out. Jesus gave them a new purpose, a new direction, and a new life. They may, they may seem like a, a strange bunch. Uh, you've got impetuous Peter, uh, who actually did lots, but we often remember him for kind of the mistakes that he made and uh, the times when he faltered, cutting off somebody's ear and falling uh, in the water as he's meant to be walking on it. We've got Doubting Thomas, Simon the Zealot, Judas the Betrayer. These are fishermen, a tax collector, but they're people that God wanted to use. Jesus didn't make a mistake with the people that he picked. He didn't pick highly trained professionals who had years of ministry experience. He didn't just pick academic men to just debate with, or men who would simply follow him around and marvel at what he did. Instead, Jesus selected uneducated, fairly unsuccessful men who were teachable and desperate to follow. Jesus picked men of action who would watch and listen to him and would emulate him. Men who were courageous enough to go out and preach good news, to carry the authority that they had been given, to drive out demons, to pray for the sick, to stand up for the oppressed and downtrodden, to care for the orphan and the widow. Jesus wanted men of courage. Jesus shares his power and authority with his disciples and he commissions them as his ambassadors to proclaim the kingdom of God. Uh, so Jesus sends out the 12 disciples into every town in the surrounding area. They go into places that they've never been to, to go and to share the good news of Jesus. After spending a year living with and learning firsthand from Jesus, day in, day out, his disciples are now called to go and to make more disciples. And in the same way, we as Christians are called not to be mere consumers of the gospel, not just to come on a Sunday and to hear the good news preached and to hear the the, the Bible um, talked about, but to go out, we're, we're called to be spreaders of this good news that we've been given. God is both a sent God and a sending God. Jesus was sent as a, as a missionary to earth. We just had Christmas very recently where we heard about Jesus coming to earth as a baby, God with us. But he also sends us, he sends his followers out on that same mission to bring the good news of his person uh, and his work to as many people as possible. The important question is not whether you are on mission, but whose mission are you on? Being a Christian means following Jesus. And following Jesus means doing just that, following. We look at his example, his teaching, his commission. It's very easy to pursue your own plans, your own agenda, and to tell yourself that you're living for God. But following Jesus calls for courage. It means constantly looking to him for direction, for guidance, and having the humility to acknowledge that God's ways are better than our own. It can be quite easy in a a modern and kind of safety-conscious, sanitised England uh, to slip into the mindset that God wants us just to lead safe, comfortable um, and quiet lives. But most of the people in the Bible at one time or another lived with a very real sense of danger and the need to demonstrate courage and to fully trust in God. It, it's so easy to think that we've accepted the call to follow Christ and now we can just sit back and wait until the end, until we go and be with him. But for the disciples, it meant daily facing tough and exciting situations. Imagine what the disciples were thinking when uh, Jesus strongly confronted the Pharisees. You've got 
Thomas, thinking, uh, Jesus, um, I'm, I'm not sure it's such a good idea to use such strong language. Uh, I doubt that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> you, you've got Peter, who's saying, yeah, come on, let's have some of that. Uh, Matthew, the tax collector, saying, I really hope this doesn't turn into a fight. I'm more of an office kind of a guy. Uh, you've got these, these people who are with Jesus uh, in these situations which, are, which, you know, Jesus, in the end, was murdered for what he was preaching. But even before that, there were situations where people wanted him dead, and his disciples would have been stood with him. Following Jesus is never safe, but it's not risky. Once we have a grasp of what he's calling us to, he is unturned downable. But we have to continually make that decision to accept that call and to step out into what he's calling us into. It's not a case of living recklessly, but a case of being willing to be used by God, even when it might be a dangerous situation for us. And in certain parts of the world, that's very much still the case. More people died for their faith in the 20th century than in all of the previous centuries combined. Thaddeus learned the gospel directly from Jesus and loyally served Christ despite hardship and persecution. And according to church tradition, a man named Hippolytus records that Labaius, or Thaddeus, preached to the people of Edessa and to all Mesopotamia and was crucified there as a martyr. Make no mistake, Thaddeus was a courageous man. While we may not know lots about him, this is a man who almost certainly died because of his passionate faith in Jesus Christ and his desire to tell people the good news about him. God calls us to stand firm in our faith, even when we face opposition. If a Christian today tries to step out by faith and serve the Lord, you can rest assured that he will be criticised and he will face opposition. Twice on the TV, just this week, I've heard Christianity described as made up uh, and the Christian faith as dead. The society that baby Thaddeus is growing up into is one where Christians will face ridicule and contempt. As a Christian, if you want to, if you want your life to look more like Jesus, Jesus' life, then you should expect the same reaction from the people that Jesus faced. My prayer for Thaddeus is that he would have the heart and the courage to follow God's specific call for his life, whatever opposition that he faces. So, I've said about Thaddeus and Labaius, but what was Thaddeus' other names? Uh, I don't know if you've been put off by a certain name. Uh, maybe you knew somebody at school who was a bit of a bully and, and whatever their name was, kind of you've been put off that name for life and don't really like that name. Uh, it might be that um, if, if you have a, a child in the near future, you may be put off the name Donald uh, <laughs> based on this year's uh, proceedings. But I have to be a bit careful saying that because actually my father-in-law is called Donald. So... Um, <laughs> But perhaps the worst possible name that you could have uh, is this name, which hopefully is going to come up in a second, and that is Judas, because Thaddeus' name was also Judas, uh, another one of his names. And you can understand uh, when he's being listed as one of the disciples, say, don't don't use the name Thaddeus, uh, don't use the name Judas, sorry, use, use the name Thaddeus, I prefer that one. Uh, you can understand him wanting to be known by uh, Thaddeus. 
Judas was a man, Judas Iscariot, this is, was a man who betrayed Jesus uh, with a kiss. He, he identified uh, Jesus, and as Jesus was then taken away uh, to be arrested and, trial, and put on trial, and then later crucified. But as well as Judas betraying Jesus, uh, the other disciples also abandoned Jesus in this moment, this moment of kind of great uh, fear. The disciples must have been in disarray when Judas had betrayed Jesus. They had abandoned their leader, and he was now dead. The gospel they had preached appeared to be redundant. Judas, having betrayed Jesus, committed suicide. And all of Jesus' discipleship appeared to have been for nothing. Satan appeared to have won the battle. But all of the the training and the discipleship had not been for nothing. Jesus defeated the power of sin and death when he died on the cross and he rose again to new life. And in doing so, he won the victory for us. The disciples had somehow missed what Jesus' plan was, but now they knew that there was no stopping them. Jesus had beaten not just sin, but the power of death itself. And Jesus had turned what Judas intended for evil and turned it into good for the glory of God and the salvation of mankind. At that point, the victory was won and Satan was defeated by Jesus. And amazingly, by being followers of Christ, we get to be victorious too. For those who are in Christ, we no longer have to fear death and hell and Satan. His schemes are in vain and his plans will die. There is nothing he can do about it. For those of us who are Christians, whatever our name is, we can rejoice that our names are written in heaven and that there is nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of God. Thaddeus, the disciple, stood firm and continued to boldly declare the truth about Jesus Christ. He lived up to his name, Courage, by faithfully following Jesus. And even though he was called Judas, in the end he didn't betray Jesus. But we all have that choice, whether to be like Judas, uh, to reject, to betray Jesus, to ignore him and to live our own way, or whether to live up to the name Thaddeus, the name of courage, one of following, one of humility, one that says, actually, I'm going to live for somebody else, I'm not going to live for myself, I'm going to choose to live for the one who I know who is greater. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11 puts it like this. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Every tongue is going to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee will bow. You can choose whether that's now, here, on earth. You can live a courageous life like Thaddeus and choose to worship um, and proclaim Jesus as Lord in your life. Or you will do it after you die. But one way or another, every tongue is going to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. My prayer is that baby Thaddeus will grow to know God at a young age, to be a courageous man who lives for the name 
and the glory of Jesus Christ, the name that will forever be above every name. Just to close, I mentioned, before, I mentioned at the start that Thaddeus the disciple had four names. And for those of you who are keeping track, we've had Thaddeus, Lebaeus, and Judas. Uh, that leaves one more, doesn't it? I talked about Thaddeus not wanting to be associated with the name Judas, uh, which is why perhaps that name was abbreviated. So he was also known as Jude. Uh, some Bible scholars even believe that Thaddeus may have penned the book of Jude, uh, which is in the Bible. Whether he did or he didn't, the ending of the letter contains a glorious doxology, an expression of praise to God, which I'd like to end with this morning. It says this, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God, our Saviour, be glory, majesty, power and authority, through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen.